Welcome, friends. This is Brian Hudson. Welcome to another edition of Conversations in Focus here on the Vision Stream Network. This program has a simple concept to bring people to you that I believe are doing great work in community, great work in God's kingdom, who are making a difference in the lives of people day after day. And I have here today with me a, a brother and a friend who's doing great work in community, and his name is Brian Carter. Welcome, Brian. Thank you for having me. So good to have you. Now, Brian is the director of Dads, Inc., which is a part of the Villages organization. He also is an educator at Prevent Child Abuse, Indiana. Very important cause. He's also an elder at Overcoming Church. He's been a youth pastor. He's a preacher. He's a musician. He's, an, he's a songwriter, uh, a producer. A lot of hats, okay? A lot of really good hats. But today we're talking about his impact in the lives of men and young men and helping to prevent the scourge of our society and world child abuse. So first of all, Brian, again, welcome to our program today. I want to ask you the first question is, at this time in your life and ministry, what are your main focus areas? Uh, I've always had a passion for uh, families, for uh, dads. So dads and families are my biggest focus right now. That's good. And to the point of your focus on dads, Dads Inc. or Dads Incorporated mm-hmm. is a division of the villages we said earlier. Let's talk about that. I happened upon a Facebook page and I saw some photographs of an event and I saw men and young men uh, doing different things. What was the event and what were you doing with young men at the event? Well, uh, Dads Incorporated uh, is just like working under the villages is, you know, all about social, uh, uh, the community, and just trying to find out what the needs of the community are. And so uh, we are, uh, we work with the black men's group, and the black men's group is just a group of men who work in social services, who have a heart for the black community, uh, specifically black young people, and uh, we decided that we wanted to have a event that taught young men how to do things. Everybody doesn't have an uncle or a dad or a grandfather in their life, maybe like we did, that taught different things. So we were like, we're going to have an event where men are teaching young men things. So it was called Mentor M-E-N-T-O-U-R, training day. So in this gym at uh, IPS 14, uh, we had 11 booths, and these different booths, men were manning them. So how to tie a tie, how to tie a bow tie. Um, We had IMPD there, which is very important, uh, so young men know how to interact with the police. That's a conversation everybody needs to have with their uh, young people. Uh, We also had a etiquette booth. We had a table that was designed like a a table if you were at a banquet or award ceremony or whatever, um, and teaching the young people, you know, which glass to use, which fork, which knife, how to sit, how to get up, excuse yourself, all the great stuff. Uh, We also had a basic tool booth, and that was great, learning how to um, do a saw, learning the difference between a flathead and a Phillips screwdriver. We had an appreciation booth, 
explaining to young people how important it is to learn how to give appreciation. Uh, we had an ironing booth. Mm-hmm. We had a booth uh, uh, called What Would I Do or What Would You Do? And it was really about making quick decisions um, in situations that uh, could change your life. Um, we also had a booth that took measurements so the young men could know what their proper neck size is for a dress shirt, what their uh, inseam and waistline is when they're wearing their pants properly. <laughs> <laughs> so fitting them for a suit because they're not going to be uh, just frivolous and, and kind of, I don't want to call them silly, but, you know, for the rest of their life, yes. they're going to have to step up. So uh, that was one of many booths that we had that was just really great. Uh, in the past, we've had booths on how to change a tire, how to open the hood and know what's under, where the put the transmission wow. fluid, where all those great so things. Important. Yes, sir. So it was a great event. I've been showing photographs as you were speaking. I'm showing images uh, of those various activities. Wonderful. I can, you know, again, this, these are things that we can't take lightly because when do we learn these things? You know, we don't just, it's not taught in school. Well, no. Some schools teach some of that. Um, and then you have young men being raised by mom. Well, mom can teach some things. Absolutely. But men can impart to men uh, and young men in particular skills and attitudes that really only men can do. Stronger impact. Yes, sir. So in addition to that event, what else are you doing through the black men's group? Well, through Black Men's Group, we also are doing things in the community like um, uh, going to uh, nursing homes, just showing love to uh, encouraging young people to come with us to show love and appreciation to, you know, mothers around Mother's Day, fathers around Father's Day. Uh, the Black Men's Group also has a uh, annual uh, fundraising magic show. There's a gentleman uh, by the name of Mike Ray, and he has uh, mentoring with magic. Yes. And it's a yes. ministry or uh, he makes money off of it as far as in the school system. So sure. it's it, it, he's he's really uh, talented. And we also do collaborations with other mentor groups that are throughout the city that work head in hand and one on one with our kids in the school system in the community and, you know, who young people who might be on probation. Yes. Yeah. Wow. You're you're really helping make a difference. And, and again, we both have raised sons. You have your son, Malachi. Two boys. I know two boys. I've got two boys as well. Who are, well, they're men now. We yes. Boys. Well, they're boys to us, you know. <laughs> but we've trained them. I've worked with your son, Malachi. I've seen the fruit of your labors. He taught in my media camp one year, and we worked on a project together. So totally you've done well, my brother. <laughs> we, we appreciate you. And it takes a village, you know, it to does. raise a it good does. young person. Yeah, and sometimes, you know, you're, we raise our kids, and, and other people see the virtues. They don't show us all the virtues, right? <laughs> but they go out, and the training turns up. The training shows up Absolutely. when they go out. So Malachi is a fine young man, and, of course, the other son is too. So Now, next topic here is let's talk about your concern you have about what is the most insidious scourge on society and the world, one of the most insidious, which is child abuse. Yes. And and you, it says here you are the educator at Prevent Child Abuse Indiana. Talk about uh, what that role is and what your focus is. Well, 
It's been a privilege to work for the Villages for 24 years now. And the Villages is so diverse as far as like the their focus on family and children. So I've had the opportunity to work in all kinds of aspects, foster care, um, community-based services, uh, my dad's program, and then also Prevent Child Abuse Indiana. Mm -hmm. So Prevent Child Abuse Indiana is a part of the national organization Prevent Child Abuse America. And the whole purpose for Prevent Child Abuse Indiana is to educate, to be preventative and give um, education to people and reminder to people that children are precious. They didn't ask to be brought into this world, and therefore they need to be looked out after. We need to prioritize children, if you're a parent or a guardian, above ourselves. And that sounds simple. It sounds like the way it should be. But if you look at the news, it's not. So what we go out and do, and I, I like the teaming with Dad's Inc., with Prevent Child Abuse Indiana is that I'm able to talk to men and and talk to them about prevention because, Pastor Hudson, um, the statistics are bad uh, when it comes to uh, shaking children. Uh, it's the men that do that. Yes. And yes. it's the men yes. that are shaking the boy children, mm. all because we don't know how to handle our emotions. Mm. Therefore, we want to grow this baby up fast. Mm. So we're uncomfortable with with holding them and mm. and different things, and then of course when they do something which is natural like crying, right. uh, then we want to correct them or discipline them. Well, a baby doesn't know how to speak English. Last right. I know, so they cry. Yeah. So therefore, if they cry, we ought to be able to we troubleshoot what's the problem. But if we don't know what the problem is, then we put that baby down in a safe place and we back away until we get our composure back yes. and then work with them. So I go to the prisons. I go to the jails, um, and from time to time I'll go to the juvenile and teach that message because it's that important. We also talk about gun safety. We also talk about um, children in water, you know, the drownings that happen. It doesn't take much, you know, uh, so a child can drown in the tub. Wow. The child can drown if left unattended in the bathroom in the toilet bowl. So it's very important for us, and especially men, we're about safety. We're about guarding our children. So what we try to do is just remind the men, operate in your role and keep your emotions, you know, in check so you can be the best dad you can be. Yes, sir. Wow, that's a very important topic and task because obviously when men aren't raised by godly men and caring men, they haven't learned. Yeah. And so they presume that being a man's about being macho and oh. being strong and being firm, being hard, and this kind of stuff. And don't recognize the fact that, you know, Father God, right? you know, is no one stronger than God. <laughs> but he shows tender mercy. And Jesus held children and blessed children. And so the model that many men have picked up from the world is just obviously it's erroneous. It really so is. I've seen, so you being an educator in this arena affords you the opportunity to educate. To help and strengthen men. Let me ask you this now. What are some actual preventive measures in addition to the overall training to prevent child abuse? Uh, it's it's education. It's, it's communication. It's um, uh, 
realizing the development stages of where your children are at. Why are you going to get frustrated and argue back and forth with a two-year-old, a four-year-old? If you know where they're at developmentally, you understand they are trying to explore and say, I'm trying to do it my own way, Dad, because I want to let you know, I want you to be proud of me. That I can do it on my own. I watch you do it. So now I'm trying to do it. So when you jump in, I get frustrated and I may cry, I might have, you know, uh, do a tantrum on the floor, but we should understand that. And you don't have to be college educated to understand child development. Mm. Just study your children. Just read information or accept information that's on the Internet or wherever that will help you be the better parent. Not There's nothing wrong with necessarily uh, passing on traditions that you grew up with. But some of the things... There's a percentage of some of the things that just weren't right. Yes, so, sir. therefore, don't follow in that suit because mama did it and I survived. We want our children to be better than just survivors. Yeah. And, and so what great thing that I'm excited about us doing is doing, we have a nurturing fathers program. The design was um, uh, put together by a guy named Mark Perlman and he's down in Sarasota and he's been uh, j- just proven it's, it's, you know, scientific and everything like that. But yeah. it is a course where we work with men on three basic principles. How do, how are you grown up? Okay. What can you salvage from how you were grown up? Because mm-hmm. a lot of things need to be thrown away. That's yes, just sir. real. Yes, and yes. then what are your feelings towards being a dad now? And then what legacy are you preparing? So when we put all three of those things together, you know, we they become nurturing fathers because a nurturing father is one that is caring. He's not willy nilly. Mm -hmm. What he is, is he's a planning parent. He's thinking in advance. He's anticipating. And one day my four year old is going to be seven. One day my seven year old is going to be a teenager. And these are the behaviors that are coming. And how am I going to adjust to them? So it's a great program that we not only do in the prison, but we want to do in the community and it's free. Yeah, that, that's remarkable right there. That's, that, you know, training men, training parents to be better parents, as you say, anticipating yes. coming behaviors, right? We're blindsided as parents. We get blindsided and we, we react and don't respond. Yes. Reactions really turn out well, you know. But responding from training and preparation and anticipating, as you say, certainly is going to be a better outcome if, Very we, much so. if we're trained properly. Yeah. Now, let me ask you this about this, this important matter. So what what can we do? Uh, what can we do as back up? I had, I had the wrong shot. Let me back up here. Okay. Let me ask you this. Leading on from the previous discussion, then what can we do, viewers and listeners? Uh, you know, as really untrained, non-professional people, but how can we help the cause of preventing child abuse? I think that just slowing our life down, we're trying to make our children be at the pace that we are. Or sometimes we figure that we've gotten our kids through the baby stages and so therefore they can they can run with us. Take the time. Family time is so important. Yes. 
Um, also, as far as community is concerned, the role of the church needs to become stronger. It needs to become stronger in the, the way that there are more discussions, there are more uh, times together where we can get this learning in the church setting and be backed by the church. Now, I've been going on trying to um, go in the community and offer these free services, uh, but a lot of churches don't have room in their calendar or they don't trust people from the outside that don't belong to their church. And it's like, hey, I'm just trying to prevent some things because uh, the churches, the Catholic church has been sued and it doesn't keep it your church from being exempt from being sued either, okay? Right. Because if something happens, some kind of um, misappropriation down in your church basement, and you had no preparation for it, no one told you anything besides this brother or this sister seems to be okay, but they're down messing with kids, then they're not going to try to just sue that person or and, criminalize that person, they're going to sue the church because it was supposed to be a comfortable, safe place. Yes. And if we're not professionally being safe and being trained, then we're in trouble. You know, we're also aware, too, that predatory behaviors are well understood, you know, yes. that sometimes we have a deaf ear and a blind eye going on, but we can't afford that. No you way. Know, that people we bring on... Uh, we have, uh, had daycare again. I said we have media camp. We run with youth. Oh, we we check people out. We do you have a background check. Sometimes the threat of a background check is enough to deter, to send them away. You Absolutely. Know? But then going through it's important too. That is to say, there's there's nothing we can do. We can't do too much to protect our young people. We can't assume anything. That people call themselves Christians and churchgoers, and all this is great, but you know. Uh, I get the background check. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm saying. This is a I mean, lawsuit world. <laughs> all, that, all that old happy talk, you know, spiritual talk is great. It Praise is. the Lord. It get is. the background check. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying. But because we take it seriously, don't yeah. we? That yeah. that our youth. I mean, you know, we know that the effects of abuse in a child's life is not just momentary. No, it has lifetime ramifications. And of course, the old saying, you know, is true that hurt. People hurt people. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, it's important that we help uh, the young people by holding uh, men accountable. Women also accountable as well, obviously. Oh, yeah. Uh, but men are, as you said, more than perpetrators. By stats, overwhelmingly, men are the perpetrators yeah. of, of abuse. So, again, thank you, Brian, for your engagement on this very important issue. Uh, I really appreciate you uh, reaching out that way and serving in that way in this community. And one other thing that we do, it's a hot topic, Pastor Hudson, mm -hmm. so I just had to jump in and yes. bring that up, is that uh, sexual trafficking mm -hmm. is happening here locally. Uh, when the Super Bowl came in 2012, that's when the police really became alerted to the fact that, wait a minute, there is a lot of energy coming into town mm -hmm. that is related to specifically underage trafficking. So um, the things that you hear about in China or somewhere in Indonesia or whatever, it's happening here. My, my. And so what we do is we talk about with young people in a high school setting, in a youth group setting, about healthy relationships, how 
to identify whether you're in a healthy relationships or you know or actually identify the grooming process that these pimps and these people who are in the sex trafficking industry, mm. how they pull our young people in. This is both girls and boys. So it's very important that they become empowered and then they could even save their friends from being duped into something like this. Now I'm going to make the assumption here, not knowing, not being you know in the field as you are. I'm going to make the assumption social media is a part of this. Am oh, absolutely. So how how can we help guard our children from sex traffic and abuse in relation to social media? Well, the young people are aware through TV shows and different things of this this phrase catfishing. Mm-hmm. That means that whoever is talking to them isn't that picture that they're putting up. And so when the more that we uh, bring scenarios and talk to them about, these are some of the things that people who are catfishing or the sex traffickers, these are some of the things that they do. They, they, they offer you money, uh, partying, all these different things. Uh, they, they promise or even offer to be your father figure, mm. all these things that they look for vulnerabilities and so they could even exploit you by you're just having fun and then you show a nude and the kids understand what that means Um, then they say well I'm going to show this to everybody if you don't continue on with this behavior so then our young people are trapped absolutely it's called sexploitation so they are stuck in this world and who's going to go run to the police with that or tell their parents that they're caught in this trap so they are so it's so important for the parents as much as possible to stay hip to all the pages that your young people are on I know they say kids don't use the Facebook anymore because they're snapchatting they don't use kick anymore they're on all these different things, you know. So we got to get hip to it. And I know there are so many adults that won't even use Facebook because they're like, oh, it's too much and this. Well, if you got teenage kids or even preteens, you better know everything that you can about social media. Yeah, I mean, I I didn't know about Snapchat until a couple (laughs) years ago. I got media camp going, right? So we, we control access, you know, to social media. Uh, all computers have, you know, I can I can see what they're looking at. They all know that. They don't try stuff. I mean, I just log in and say, I just shut them down. Yeah. You know? yeah. What happened? That was me. <laughs> <laughs> but the point is, though, you say kids aren't on Facebook. Well, you know, there's secret groups on Facebook. You, yeah. have, a, you have a private group. It's never listed. No one sees it. You can't search for it. Can't find it mm-hmm. on Facebook. And Snapchat's really wild. I mean, I, I got an account on Snapchat. I didn't see anybody. I didn't see anything. I couldn't find nothing. Wow. I didn't know that. You have to have connections. Yeah. And then you put stuff up and it goes away. Mm-hmm. So I came back on whatever was there from my four friends. <laughs> it went away. I thought, enough of this. Yeah. This is nothing. But I didn't realize that, oh, it's something. Yeah. That there's whole communities built around uh, that, that infrastructure. And so it's a daunting task for parents. You say, we must be hip. That Absolutely. In our term, it means, our vernacular means, Know what's going on. On it. Yes, sir. Be aware. So, wow, this is amazing information. I trust you've got, I'm, I'm assuming you have programs and, and hopefully information out there 
to help educate parents. I assume you have Absolutely. that information. Where is Absolutely. That information? You could go to the Facebook page for Prevent Child Abuse Indiana relative to the exploitation information. Uh, it's a task force that's put on by the Attorney General here locally. It's called IPATH, I-P-A-T-H. So you could uh, look that information up on Facebook or, or Google it. Uh, Dad's Inc., we try to always put information rela- related to the different type of programs that we're offering and the Preventing Child Abuse Indiana. All of these, we, we have regular pages and Facebook pages. Dad's Inc., we, we concentrate mostly on Facebook, but uh, you can look those things up or you can just give me a call. It's Brian Carter. I don't mind giving out my number. Um, office number is 317-775-6500 and ask to speak to Brian Carter. Great. Well, I'm going to have all the information on the screen there below. You see the addresses, the phone number, and also in the podcast notes, we'll have all the websites, Facebook pages, resources that you can access uh, when you get the podcast. So one last uh, question here, Brian. We talked about uh, young men and men and preventing child abuse. You've also got something on Facebook called Wisdom Holders. Yes. And I'm a member of that. I looked up. I like that Thank page, and I follow it. you. So, what is Wisdom Holders on Facebook? Wisdom Holders uh, just basically was developed out of having a passion for the Proverbs. Mm. The Book of Proverbs is a key book for young men, and so this book. As you could tell in all the chapters, it says, young man, listen to your father's wisdom or listen to my wisdom. And it has so many different nuggets for a young man and a young man to 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 be raised in the areas of uh, smarts, in the areas of being manhood, in the areas of Relations with females and in the area of wealth. And if you listen to any rap song, that's what they're talking about. Mm. And so why not get it from the real source, which is the word of God? It will never let you down. So we uh, just are about men who follow those principles, those proverbial principles and Relaying that to young people. So we have a Proverbs project, which we offer to young men, where they get the opportunity to navigate through Proverbs, highlight those scriptures that deal those categories that I mentioned. And then also, they can share those scriptures with other young men who may have never touched the Bible, who may be incarcerated, that need that wisdom. So they'll highlight a Bible in the book of Proverbs with all these different highlighted scriptures that they picked. And then we share that Bible with that young person that's incarcerated or uh, never have been exposed to it. And so that Proverbs project is really great. And then you know, on the website or the Facebook page, what we do is have daily Proverbs. We have uh, some Psalms in there. We have uh, different things from uh, YouTube and media that are really encouraging to men to build men up to be men of standard. That's outstanding. Outstanding. And I encourage you to follow the links here you see below me on the screen. And uh, to just get involved with getting God's word out. God's word makes a difference. And the seed does not... 
It goes in, does not return void. That's right. And so God's word is, we know from experience uh, how powerful God's word is. Well, our concept is get the word out. Yeah. You know, sow that word in every way, you know, whether it's person to person, whether it's broadcast, Facebook page, text it to somebody. We have to get the word out. And God's given us tremendous resources today to do that. I've been speaking with Brian Carter, and he is the director of Dads, Inc., which is part of the Villages organization. He's also educator at Prevent Child Abuse Indiana, an elder at Overcoming Church. I want to thank you, Brian, for being on today here on Conversations in Focus. Thank you for having me. And we here at Vision Stream Network are presenting to you programming that is informational, insightful, and inspirational. So please follow our podcast. Please follow our producers on the network, different shows we're hosting now. And just know we're here to encourage you. So God bless you. Have a great day. And we'll see you next time. Thank you.